Happy Wednesday afternoon and welcome back. Uh, Mayor Neil Perry here, back at Methuen Community Studios. Thank you, Methuen Community Studios, for all you guys do. Sandy, Jim, Carol, you guys do a fabulous job uh, making the mayor look good, and I appreciate all that you do for our community. Thank you very, very much. Um, I have, uh, I, I supposedly have two guests today, but one is missing. Of He's course, MIA. One, the uh, MIA, Ryan Hamilton, who came in with us, but clearly is lost in this. Somebody in the building, and I have Paul Jensen, who's our veteran service officer, and I'll get to Paul uh, after we do the COVID numbers. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, last Wednesday's show as much as I did. Uh, people were probably amused by that statement. Uh, I had the folks from... Um, the state on talking about mosquito control, and we learned a lot, a lot about how they control mosquito and prepare for mosquitoes in Methuen, and really appreciative. And we did some follow-up work, and we're going to bring them back on at another time, uh, probably in a couple of weeks. But we've got some good shows coming up. <clears throat> uh, I want you to mark your calendar September 1st, uh, which is, I think, two weeks from today, believe it or not. Can you believe that? No. September 1st. You know what they say about the months that ended? Burr. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, I'm showing my age. Uh, September 1st, two weeks from today, uh, we're going to have uh, guests from uh, St. Anthony's, my good friend Fred Corey, and uh, guests from uh, Feast of the Three Saints, hopefully my good friend Ray DeFiore. And we're going to talk about those uh, two cultural specials that come the weekend after that. Uh, the 4th and 5th. We're already two weeks from Labor Day. Can you believe it? Right? Next Wednesday, we're going to have the superintendent back on because it'll be a timely topic. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So with having said that, let's uh, let's get to the charts and kind of go through some of the numbers. So up to 8,309 cases as of this week. 77 new cases were on the climb again. Uh, so if you remember, we were at, um, I think two weeks ago, we were at 40-something. Then we were at uh, 63 new cases last week and 77 new cases this week. Uh, and I'm going to give you the details on the 77. Let's go. Next chart. Yeah, the good and the not so good. I never say the bad. So I'm going to repeat. The police chief finalists are named. Uh, there's a special meeting of the city council on August 24th. Um, for the two candidates who have made it all the way to the end, a pretty involved process. Um, there's the typical social media swirl going out there saying, you know, if it doesn't smell right. Let me just tell you, this is a pretty straightforward process, right? Um, and uh, all things aside, there's only one thing I care about is putting the best, uh, best person that I believe... Uh, and this will be my nomination for city council. So let me explain a little bit about that. So in the spirit of transparency, I agreed to have the two finalists appear to city council the 24th, and I will be asking the councilors, you know, what they felt after that meeting, what they thought. Uh, but in the end, the recommendation is mine to make. Uh, I did have a lot of people working with us. I did not do the first two rounds of interview. The mayor stayed out until the finals of the interview, but we, instead of uh, hiring a firm or instead of eliminating some people, we interviewed all 24 people. 25 applied, one dropped out. Uh, all 24 were Zoom interviewed by members of a nine-person panel. Um, they then ranked and rated those people, uh, asked them a ton of questions, um, scored them six ways to Sunday, Came up with six second-round candidates who made it on to the second round. Those six second-round candidates were uh, interviewed in person uh, by a group of uh, four, uh, excuse me, four or five. And um, uh, they then make a recommendation for three to go on to the mayor. Uh, originally, I was going to interview with... Um, uh, Alan Gould from MRI, and I noticed somebody posted that today. Alan Gould had a conflict with one of the final candidates, so he backed out. So interim uh, police chief Tom McEnany, who was still with us at the time, interviewed with me, um, uh, the three finalists, and we made a recommendation of two to appear before the city council, and that's where we stand. Those two will go to city council 24th. Council will get to meet and greet them and ask them questions. Um, and then I will make my recommendation to council for approval for hiring on the first meeting in September. That's September 7th, I believe, 
if I remember correctly. So that's the process, straightforward, above, and transparent. And, and I say this candidly. Um, you, you know, as a citizen, you have the right to disagree with the mayor anytime, and that is your right. Um, but, uh, you know, when these people are selected for positions, and I'm going to use my, my current uh, co-host here, is give them an opportunity to do the job. Right? Don't malign them if you don't know them. All right, give them an opportunity to do the job, and then if you're unhappy, then you, uh, your issues with the mayor, not with the individual, right? So come on down and see me and talk to me. If you've got questions about the interview process or how it was conducted or anything like that, make an appointment, come by my office, and I'll describe it for you. And here we are at 508, Ryan Hamilton walks into the show, just for everybody watching at home. All right, so there's that back to the slide. So that was the police chief interview process. We have uh, finalized a number of C uh, collective bargaining agreements since, if you watched the city council last month, we we approved the fire and the uh, superintendents. Thank you, city council, for working with me on that, and thank you for those unions. We've also got uh, an additional uh, five completed uh, with one more to go, um, and we believe that other one will be done this week before the end of the week. And so those would all be on the docket for the September council meeting, uh, which might make our September council meeting pretty voluminous, as we'll have a police chief appointment plus a um, five or six CBAs to review and approve. And that's that's not even counting the old business. Uh, then we go into back to school, Damascus or not, the, so this was on there. So I bring this up because I saw some hubbub about surrounding communities and chaotic and I've highlighted on both sides for everybody uh, the good and the not so good, considering all perspectives. So I'm going to keep saying this. Uh, as your mayor, um, I have an obligation for the safety of the community and adult children, etc. And I take that responsibility very seriously. I think the school committee members share that. I'm not telling you. They haven't made any decision. Uh, but I think one of the things that I look at uh, on the national, state, and maybe sometimes even local level, is we have lost the ability to consider all perspectives. And all I mean by that is that you, um, if you disagree with me, and, and we'll use this thing here, right? This is a piece of mask, right? A piece of cloth that covers my face. And yes, I am wearing them into and out of buildings. And yes, I am wearing them if I'm in a crowd right now. Uh, and I'm wearing them because I read what the CDC and DPH said. I'm 63-year-old, health-affected male, so uh, I'd like to stick around for a little bit longer. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we've all got to consider is the manner in which we disagree sets a tone for our children and future generations to understand. And I want to hold myself accountable when I misbehave, because I do occasionally, and, and so do you. And I think uh, one of the things that we've got to strive as a community to try to even do better is we've got to set a better example for our children, right? It's okay to disagree. It's okay to respectfully disagree. And let's go back to the police chief. Let's forget the mask thing. I know that's pretty emotional. If you disagree with my choice of police chief, that is your right. Yeah? And you can exercise that right. You can go to the ballot box and say, I, I do not appreciate that the mayor... Pick that guy. Um, so I'm going to exercise my privilege to vote for somebody else. Um, and that's fine. Right? Or you can you know, make an appointment and say, I disagree with your choice. I understand that. If you're yelling or screaming or swearing at me, um, you're likely to get a, a difficult response. Right? Uh, I think all of us, you know, we buy into the emotion of the situation rather than the logic of the situation. And so all I'm cautioning, and including myself here, obviously, is, you know, we've got to be a little bit res more respectful of differing alternatives, right, and perspectives, right? And this mass thing, I'm going to tell you right now. So we had a school committee meeting a little bit over a week ago where we called for a parental survey. And immediately after, I think on this show, when the superintendent was on last week, I said, I got 500 emails within the next two days, easily. And I'm not going to lie to you. Half of them were for masks, half of them were against masks, right? So much like the difficult discussion we faced last year on whether to do in-school or remote, you know, difficult decisions, 
Um, I can only tell you that for me personally, I'm going to try to do whatever's the safest for the community in general. Um, and uh, you have the right to disagree with that. But you lose me when you start screaming at me in the middle of a meeting. When you start yelling at me, when you start cursing at me, understand that I've checked out. Right? Because if you want to engage me in respectful dialogue, I'm willing to listen to you. If you want to curse at me and you want to scream at me, uh, I'm not going to listen. Right? And I'm not trying to be obstinate here. I'm trying to tell you, we need to set a better example for, for the children in our community. And I know you want to do that. I know you try to do that, and I can tell you I try to do that. And uh, uh, We're all human beings. It's difficult. You get frustrated. I get it, but we've got to do a better job. We've got to work on it. And maybe, just maybe, if we start here in Methuen, we can kind of make some inch stones all the way down to Washington, D.C. I know that's a long way down there, but we'll work on that day by day. All right, so um, let's go back to the charts, please, if we could. I got up. There you go. Uh, so the back to school, considering all... So plan not panic remains uh, Jim Fiorentini. I steal that shamelessly from him. That's So the vaccinations are up 1% this week. So for the 1% of you that are listening... We went from 53.8 to 54.7. You're going to see it in the chart later on. Vaccinated, Methuen. That's a positive step. Every step in the right direction, we're going to celebrate. Right? On the not-so-good side, the trends are continuing in the wrong direction. Our incident rate in the last two weeks has more than doubled. It was 4.4 two weeks ago. It was 8.4 last week. It's 12.6 this week. And uh, my scientists tell me it's going to be 18-something next week. Our new cases went from 45 to 63 to 77. We are now back to early April numbers, right? So I worry that we may be replicating what we saw last summer into fall. Of the 77 new cases, 17 were fully vaccinated, 8 Moderna, 9 Pfizer. Um, Why is that important? It's not important other than the people last week we had 11 None of them were Moderna. The Moderna people are saying, aha, I didn't get it. Well, now this week we've got eight, right? So we're going to continue data collecting on that. And on next week's show, when we do the school show, uh, we're going to have a little bit uh, different slice of data that you're going to see here. Okay. So that's where we are. Um, either good, not bad. It's still um, the gap between uh, men and women is still um, almost 500. Almost 500. Significant. Almost 500. Keep going. And then by age, you can see that still mostly affected uh, the younger ages. And those in the audience would say, well, that makes sense because we gave the vaccines out in the reverse order there. That's true. Um, But stop for one second. Go back. We should be making more progress to me in the 30, 40, 50 age groups. We're not making significant progress there vaccine wise. Okay, um, the 77 new cases, 20 of them are under age 19. For those of you that are, are the fact checkers, uh, we had two hospitalizations in the city of Methuen out of the 77 last week. One was under age 10, right? And, and I guess, you know, one of the things that people keep coming back to is there's no real impact on children. And one of the things that is yet to be proven over time, right, is what the impact is on our children, right? And that's our vulnerable population. They are the least vaccinated, and you're going to see that coming up as well. We've also got 19 in the 20 to 29 and 15 in the 30 to 39, and if you add those numbers up, the bulk of those were unvaccinated, right? And so, again, you know, for the umpteenth millionth time, I'm going to say everybody I love, I've convinced to get vaccinated. Um, I'm trying to convince you that I love you, too, and you should get vaccinated as well. Right. Um, Enough on that. Okay, incident rate. I I did two things here. So here's the normal chart with all the data points that we see over time. And you can see that the arrows starting to swing back up. And then what I did was I pulled out some dates on the next chart. One more. So that you can see, we're definitely on an uptick again, right? Now, we're not anywhere near the—I didn't take uh, Christmas or New Year's out. Those are on the far left. But you can see that the, the, the trend of the line is upwards, right? 
So how do we how do we grab a hold of this? To me, the answer is more vaccinations, more information. Go back to washing your hands. Um, and if you're in a crowd, go back to wearing your mask, right? The CDC is already telling us that. The next one is the testing and positive rates, likewise up. We're up to 4.2 positive. Just um, a little over a month ago, we were at 0.36% positive, right? So we've started another slope here. Hopefully that's going to come back down. But a lot of it's in our control. All right. Then we go into the three-city comparison. You know I love this chart. Um, <clears throat> Haverhill had 98 cases over the last two weeks. Methuen had 95. Lawrence had 194. All right? And I, I'm going to be, this bears repeating. I, I've said this on previous shows. The state shows Methuen at 7,809. Uh, Felix, our director of DPH, shows us at 8,300 and change down at the bottom. That's the local number. We track it directly. Uh, and includes probables, right? So that's the amount of the uh, almost 500 head difference there. Uh, no, no intent to stuff the ballot box. And then the next chart shows the the positivity rate. We're at 4.2, where Lawrence is at 5.3 and Haverhill's at 3.3. Over the same time period, a little bit over a week ago, we were down in the low twos. Right? And then two weeks before that, we were at 0.36. So you can see that things are starting to activate. And then probably the most hopeful chart, the last chart, is this one's right for, uh, from the COVID dashboard. And, and you know, I, I said this last week, in case you weren't watching last week, I want to give the state credit for the new the dashboards they do. So a lot of the data that we pull is out of a, a daily dashboard by COVID city and by city and town with COVID statistics, and now this one, which is the COVID vaccine. So you can see that um, in Methuen, sixty uh, percent have received the first dose, where seventy percent statewide have. See that big number, seventy point two at the top. That's the number across the state, the average in the state that have received the first dose. Methuen is trailing that by ten percent. And then the right-hand side, the percentage of the top population fully vaccinated is 63% in Massachusetts, 63.2. And Methuen, it's 54.7. But rather than focus on the negative, I point to the bottom that says um, on June 29th, we're at 52.3% fully vaccinated. On July 20th, we're 53.4% fully vaccinated. And on August 3rd, we're at 54.7. So um, I guess incremental progress is the word. Did that thing just hiss? Did that make a noise? Is that me? Are we blowing up here in the studio? All right. Um, so those are the COVID charts for the week. Um, two hospitalizations. I think I said one was under 10. Uh, one was a female in her 40s. Uh, both were unvaccinated. We had no deaths reported, thank God. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a very difficult time period because we're on the cusp of going back to school. We want to preserve some things. The fall is a very special time around here. Um, I, I guess I'd ask for your patience and your tolerance, right, and your understanding and thoughtful dialogue rather than, uh, you know, screaming matches because that's what's happened in other communities so um there we go uh, i got some questions i'll go to them uh susan and ed said hello to each other hello to you uh i, exp- I read online the covid 19 booster shots uh starting on I don't know if Methuen, uh, I doubt they will be that quickly, Teresa, 920. I heard that they'll be targeting nursing homes and medical personnel first. As soon as we hear about it, you'll hear about it here, and we'll tell you who's going to get them. Uh, the breakthrough cases in older age groups are across all ages. They're across all ages, Beverly, uh, but I will give you a full breakdown for that next week for the school one. Did everyone recover at home? Yes, Anne-Marie. So um, the... Um, the cases we had in the past week, we only had the two hospitalizations I talked about. All right? So the lady in her 40s and the child under 10. Other than that, um, doing pretty good. 
Uh, Nino James is asking, how is the food pantry? I don't even understand what that means. So um, not going to try answering. Um, the president was on earlier. She said eight months after your last shot, you should get a booster shot. Said there is plenty of there are plenty of vaccines available, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna show my uh, ignorance here. I don't know if the booster shot will be the same mixture composure as what we've got previously. Um, like many people, I can tell you that um, I got two Moderna shots. I'm gonna share that with you. Not a HIPAA violation when I share it. Um, I was fine, completely fine after the first one. I had like mild flu effects after the second one. For about four hours, I felt a little achy, a little feverish, um, maybe six hours, and then went away. All right, and if that's what it takes to fight against this dreaded virus and I need to get a booster, sign us up. As soon as we hear more about the booster shots, we will, um, we will give you more information. Right, um, uh, but what I heard this morning, the last I heard this morning was the original target would be nursing homes and medical personnel, and that completely makes 100% sense to me. Right? All right. Now, before I go to Paul, there's a couple things I want to. Go, I, we gave a bunch of slides to Methuen Community Studios. Did we give them in any specific order, Mr. Hamilton? Yes, we did. We did. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to roll the dice here, and I'm going to say uh, before we get to the. Let's do a couple because I did I short shifted them last week, Carol. So let's do the um, um, let's do the first one. We have uh, a health festival in Methuen this coming Saturday, uh, August twenty first, ten to three. There it is, right there. We have it in Spanish as well, right? There's a Bethune Community Health and Wellness Fair this Saturday, August 21st, from 10 to 3 at Riverside Park in Bethune. It's a free event open to all Methuen families, right? They'll be providing health information, uh, activities, blood pressure screenings. Uh, they should probably do mine right after a city council meeting. <laughs> uh, well, I could give them some readings. Uh, blood <laughs> pressure screenings, glucose screenings, nutritional tips, vaccine education, and a clinic, and there's an incentive. So you'll be able to get the COVID vaccine if you haven't got it there this Saturday between uh, 10 and 3, uh, and there'll be yoga and meditation demonstrations. So uh, we've been doing yoga in the park, correct? Yes. Um, and how's that working out? Uh, from So I talked to both Nancy Zabo and um, Steve Angel, and they said it's been greatly attended. I, I want to say about 25 to 30 people attend weekly. That's great. So. I should get the city councils to go with me. <laughs> we should have our own yoga and meditation Trust session. exercises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust falls, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, uh, again, this Saturday, for August 21st from 10 to 3, this Sabado, el 21 de Agosto, from 10 to 3 on Riverside Park, and it's uh, free, right, for any Matuma resident, right? Información de salud, um, Examines de glucosa, that's important. I take my blood sugar every day. Uh, all kinds of advice, right? Demonstraciones de yoga y meditación, um, and other things, right? And, and COVID vaccines, too. Las vacunas COVID, también. And if you get a COVID vaccine, my understanding is that there's going to be incentives given. I don't know if that's a gift card or what it is, but... Uh, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Riverside Park down on Route 110 in Methuen. Stop on by. The mayor will be stopping by at one point. I have uh, I have an appointment at 8:30 uh, Saturday morning. Uh, make an appearance there. Work there for a little while, and then probably around noonish I'll head over to Riverside Park. Um, okay. Then I wanted to talk a little bit about um, jobs, jobs, jobs. If we could for a minute. So the city of Methuen has a lot of Yeah, so Methuen Public School is holding a uh, program assistance job fair this Friday, August 20th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Donald Timoney Grammar School, which is 45 Pleasant View Street, Methuen. Um, they're going to take you through uh, what's involved with being a program assistant. We desperately need some, right? Administrators will be on site to share information regarding the district and the programs. Interviews conducted right there on site that day. Be ready to share your superpowers. It says, I like that. Interesting learning more now. You can email um, uh, that address at the bottom there, gabozek at methuen.k12.ma.us, or 
drop by Friday, August 20th, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. at the Timini School. And we have that also in Spanish as well, Matun. There you go. Right? And in English, y también en español. Right? So if you want to, if you're looking for a job, and I point out that I think the, uh, the unemployment stipend, the $300, ends September 4th. Yes. Have they picked up on extending that at all? No. Not to my So knowledge. this is a great time. This is, a, you know, this is one of the many great jobs in the city of Methuen. Uh, program assistant Methuen Public Schools. You can, if you like working with kids, that's the number one job requirement. All right, you can help the teachers. And you know, I was reading the story the other day of a young lady who uh, began as a program assistant and then went back to school and became a teacher full-time. And it's a great story. So program assistants, job fair, this Friday um, from 10 to 2 at the Timothy Grammar School. Not to be outdone, on the city side, we have this very flashy, yeah, look at that. That's Wow. So good job, Karen. You did a better job than Ryan did. Uh, so these are links to the job. This is the number of jobs we have open in the city. <clears throat> and I'm going to just point a couple of them out. Uh, we have opened uh, the Director of Economic and Community Development. Right now, there's only two applicants for that job. So we need to find more people eligible to apply for that job. Uh, but if you look at some of these, some of these are entry-level jobs, right? So some of these labor, MEO grade one laborer, down there, lower right, uh, one position each for highway sewer water. That's a labor slash truck driver, right? And so uh, it's a great entry-level job at the city of Methuen. And I believe we're about to send the DPW contract up to uh, city council. Uh, we have an opening for a police dispatcher. If you are, uh, especially, you know, uh, Somebody said this on social media. We've hired three bilingual dispatchers since the conclusion of the audit. We want to hire more. Um, so if you're bilingual, apply for any of these jobs. We've got a confidential secretary at the senior center open. Look at, look at some of these jobs. There's a number of them. All right? If you're interested and you're available, uh, we've got code, surface, code enforcement officer shared services. That's a grant-funded position. So that's a little bit different than some of these. So that's being paid for a grant. The grant, if the grant is one year or two years or three years, whatever this, the time period of the grant would pay for the job, right? Meaning you're not uh, paid for out of the city's budget. You're grant funded. Um, so lots of open positions. We are not getting near enough applicants. Um, and, you know, we're interested in holding a job fair and getting people in to describe uh, what these are. So next week, in addition to having the superintendent on, we're going to have uh, Pat Bauer. He's going to come and talk about some of these positions in detail. So if you're interested, tune in to next week's show and listen to Pat talk about some of these positions. All right. Okay. And then one last plug. It, did, we, did we not get the feast? In? We get just the We get the feast of the three saints coming up. And I said on the September first show. Uh, we're hopeful to have either Ray DeFiore or somebody from the Feast come on and talk about... Is Ray's, it be... Ray's coming. I talked Ray's to him today. All right, that's great. Yep. So Ray DeFiore is going to come and talk about the Feast of the Three Saints. It's great to have the Feast back. Please, God, let us be okay, right? Let's, let's take things slowly here. Um, and that's September 4th and 5th, Labor Day weekend. I can't believe that's two weeks from this coming weekend. Unbelievable. And then the last one I... I promise, plug is the Maharajan. My good friend Fred Corey um, is Friday the 3rd, Saturday the 4th, and Sunday the 5th in Lawrence. Um, well worth it. Some terrific ethnic food on both places, right? So um, if you're like me and you love to eat, you're going to love to go to these festivals. And it isn't just eat. You're going to see all kinds of things there. There's music. There's all kinds of traditional cultural events. And for me... Um, show my age, um, these two events are kind of the harbingers of fall, right? They kind of say, summer's over, fall's coming, right? Um, so I love to see them, but, you know, I kind of, I don't know. Mixed feelings. It starts with the months that end in burr, right? I'll go back to that. <laughs> All right, so finally, at long last, uh, let's see if we get questions. Um, nothing? Okay. So I got Ralph Perez saying, hola, hola, Ralph. 
so I have um, Paul Jensen and Ryan Hamilton, his trusty sidekick. Now, does does Ryan work in your office, Paul? <laughs> no, he's down there a lot, though. He is, yeah. yeah I noticed <laughs> that, yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the flag of honor and any other thing from a veteran standpoint that you wanted to talk about. So um, your nickel. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I was forced. No, I'm just <laughs> Uh, I appreciated all your remarks, your opening remarks about uh, respect and dignity and argument and emotion versus ration. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we're going to do a field of honor. By the honor. way, you're not, just because you work for the city doesn't mean you have to agree with me, right? So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't always agree with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> just most of the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to do a field of honor. Uh, this is the first for Methuen, and what that involves. Many of you have probably seen it over in uh, North Andover, where they do a beautiful job on it. We've driven by before, and they're common, uh, and they plant all the flags uh, to honor and you know remember loved ones that served. Uh, and it's quite an impressive display. It really makes you feel good about being an American and being in this country, and uh, it's quite a just an amazing display. So Ryan came to my office, and we were chatting, and he said, uh, we should do that here in Methuen, and, and also Jana, the chief of staff, mentioned it as well. And we said, that's a great idea. And uh, Ryan came up with the location. We have a perfect location, right? The lawn in front of Nevin's Library. So you have this big, sprawling green lawn that everybody sees when they yeah, drive down lawn. Broadway. Yep. Uh, it's at a nice pitch, so it'll, you'll be able to see all the flags. And yep. uh, we came up with a way to do it. Uh, and it's, so it's a way to honor uh, a loved one, a first responder, a veteran, um, it's a donation also, so it's a nice way to contribute to veterans and veterans events here in the city. So it is a donation. And for $100, uh, we'll fly your flag for a week. We'll plant it uh, the day before Methuen Day, which is October 2nd. Yeah. And they'll fly all week. Uh, and lots of people will see it as they're driving by, particularly on Saturday, Methuen Day. Um, and then the following Sunday, you can come by and pick it up. And you'll get, for your $100, you'll get here. My, my trusty assistant, Ryan Vanna White, will demonstrate the flag. So we have, you'll get a nice flag with a six-foot pole, and this will be yours. Uh, you'll also get a mount to go back and mount it on your house or your camp or your second home. Uh, and, and a nice thing we're going to do is we're going to have custom dog tags made. So a lot of the other towns, they identify the flags with, like, laminated cards. And we saw that, and we go, eh, didn't like that. And so we found a guy in the United States, veteran-owned business, that makes regular military dog tags. And so um, you'll get a set of custom dog tags with your name of your loved one, the organization or department that they served in, and the years of service. And that's the way we'll identify the flags. So all the flags will have a set of dog tags hanging from them. That's and these are, these are my original dog tags. And I have a little contest. And no one's answered this correctly yet, but I have something hanging on my dog tags. Um, and the first person that can identify, other than my dog tags, what's hanging from my dog tags will get a free flag. So if you know what that is, first one to call my office and identify it, uh, you'll get a free flag. Really? Challenge like a game show, like being on a game show here, right? <laughs> so, okay, so if you know what that object was on Paul's uh, dog tags, other than the dog tags themselves, call his office. The number is 978-983-8585. and tell him, give me my free flag. That was a <clears throat> fill in the blank. Fill right? in the blank. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you raised a couple of questions there. So, um, If I'm, if I, and I'm just supposing it, so if I, you said veterans and first responders, so you don't have to be, uh, if, if I had a loved one who was um, not in the service but was a fireman or a policeman, yep. worked in an ambulance, yep. I can do the flag for them. Absolutely. And when we, we did this, we, we, we talked about veterans, but given the last year, year and a half, yeah. Uh, with the sacrifices that have been made by our first responders uh, in the 
COVID pandemic, yep. uh, you know, we wanted to honor those who serve. Yeah. They serve the community. Uh, yeah. So if you served in the police department, served in the fire department, served in a hospital uh, or an EMT or a veteran, for, or you want to put one up for yourself uh, or yeah. a loved one, yeah. uh, anybody. We'll open up up to anybody. So it's yep. veterans and first responders. Okay. And I've had a number of for the people that have listed the Methuen Police Department, you know, relatives that served in the police department, the fire department, and, and we'll just put the dog tag information on there. Yep. Um, do you assist people? So, so like, um, I'm going to do one for my dad. I'm going to use my – so my dad is a, a Marine Corps veteran, I've got to go look in the family archives for the years he was in the Corps. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure of the years. Yeah. Um, um, if, if somebody else is out there like me, what would you tell them to do? What's the easiest way for them to figure it out without, you know, yeah. climbing into musty attics and yeah. I'm too old to be, you know. I, that, there's a chance I can look it up for, for military folks. Yep. Uh, there is a database in Massachusetts called MRO. Uh, Massachusetts Records Office. Uh, it's for anybody that went in the service from Massachusetts. It's not 100%. I, I yeah. find it's about 75% accurate where I'd if I can get a name. My dad was there because he went into the service from North Carolina. Yeah, so he might, he's probably not there. Yeah. But we can always check. Uh, yeah. And other than that, we, we have to go to the VA and, and find out because it, the, the, the DD-214, which is discharge papers, is yeah. a pretty confidential document, and yeah. uh, they're very... You know, stingy about handing those things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, good to know. Um, okay, we got some questions. Uh, we got a question coming in on COVID. Sorry, we got to interrupt yeah. the flow. So, if there, are, if there are only two hospitalizations for COVID, why are there no beds available at Holy Family? Is something else going around that has so many hospitalized. You know, Geraldine, I don't know if that's the first time I've heard that, but I will check. I will call Holy Family in the morning and check. Um, and um, you know, let me know. Um, are they turning people away, or uh, you're just being told that they're not right? I, I will check that with Holy Family myself and get back to you folks, uh, because I've not heard anything to that regard. Um, now, having said that, uh, the numbers are on the uptick in Lawrence as well. Um, so Lawrence went up to 194 cases in the last two weeks, but still, even between that, it's nowhere near where the numbers were before in Lawrence and Methuen. So I, I'm having a tough time seeing um, no beds available. Now, they, they may be starting to move away from elective surgeries again. I've heard that in a couple of places, and I haven't heard that of Holy Family. Again, I'll check, but um, I will double-check that in the morning and let you know. And hello, George, to you, too. Okay, sorry. Um, so um, how many have we sold so far? We've sold 53 so far, 53. and it's growing every day, but we want to get to 100, at least 100. We've got to do better than that. We've got yeah. to outdo. You have your slide against uh, Haverhill and Lawrence on COVID. Let's outdo them on flags. Yeah, yeah. Do we know how many they did? You I know, know I love competition. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out, though. Yeah. That'd be good. We'll put it on next week's show and yeah. say, hey, we did, yeah. we did this many in, uh, I know North Andover, was, the, the common was flooded with flags. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's right? quite impressive. Yeah. And we want was, to beat that. We want every square foot of that lawn to be covered with flags. Yeah. One of my good friends did that, Armin uh, Bonanno. He's a wonderful yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So um, you said something else that I wanted to capture. Oh, I remember. So um, they're going to be displayed on the front lawn of the Nevins, and that's during Methuen Week, yes, right? Yes. So we have Methuen Day. Which is, do you remember the date off the top of your head there, Ruggie? October 2nd. October 2nd. My Good sister's job. birthday. Nice and easy. Your 16th birthday? My sister's birthday. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say. 16. How did this guy get a job with the city? He's 16 years old. Um, so, um, yeah, October 2nd is Methuen Day. So when would the flags go up at the library? They go up in advance of Methuen Day, right? Yes. So we'll put the flags up that Friday, the 1st. Yeah. And Pollard Funeral Home has come forward and offered to assist with planting all the flags. Wow. So they're going to provide the labor. They're going to go up here and help us out. That's great. I'll probably grab a couple of Methuen High School football players to pound stakes in the ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, we'll, we'll lay it all out on Friday, uh, and then we'll get it all ready and put all the flags out. Wow. And then we'll dedicate them Saturday morning. 
That's great. Yeah. That's great. If we kick so off kudos to Paul at Funeral Home for, for yeah, coming yeah. forward yeah, thank and you offering very much. to do yeah. that. That was very nice of them. For everything they do. Yeah. And that reminds me, I've got a slide coming up next week. I purpose. So we've, we are, uh, believe it or not, within inside a month of 20-year anniversary of September 11th. I can't mm. believe it. If you're like me, I remember exactly where I was when the planes hit the building. Um, and I lost some special friends and loved ones that day. Um, and uh, I'm sure some of you know people who did too. So we are going to have a celebration um, to mark the 20th anniversary because, quite frankly, we should never forget. Right? Uh, remember the dead. Right? Uh, and honor them. And uh, we're going to do something. I think it's noontime, if I remember correctly. Yes, noontime. So we'll bring that uh, next week. We'll show you the invite that's going to go out to that. But the public is invited to join us. Uh, Hopefully the numbers are good enough that we can have an event um, uh, to market at at the bridge uh, near the fire station. Uh, Be really... um, It doesn't seem like it's 20 years, though. I mean, it seems like... You know, two years ago to yeah. me, right? Must be a sign I'm getting old. So, anyways, um, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, Dan Gagnon said, Mayor Perry, if you live in Matuma where he's discharged, I can look up your dad's discharge paper in the city archives. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that offer. Yes, he did. So, he, uh, by the time he was discharged, he came to Methuen. Um So, my dad, believe it or not, was actually in the Marines got discharged, and then couldn't find, and then went back into the Army, joined the Army. Good man. that's a weird story. <laughs> um, I'm not sure why. I never got the chance to talk about why. And then eventually came out of the Army and got a job at West Electric until he became a police officer. He's got a pretty interesting story. Nice. Um, but I appreciate that, Dan, because um, I'm just not sure of the dates. Right. Yeah. He, he, I, I know he was in the Marine Corps, just not sure of the time frame. So, um, two branches of service. Does that mean two flags? What? <laughs> two branches of service. Does that mean two two flags, two dog tags? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll talk to my brother, see if he wants to do what. Yeah. Just trying to get to that. I, I think he could be three flags. I think you could honor him for the Marines, you could honor him for the Army, and you could honor him for being in the police department. Yeah, triple. Yeah, we could, yeah, we, triple. We could get three flags out of this. Well, how many are you getting? One. One? All right. Be like like last night. It will be like last night. Um, Okay. So, so again, let's go through. Let's, if we could flash up, and I know we're sort of, but how do people contact you? How do they, how do they arrange? And they really need to do this, Paul, if, if, before the end of August, correct? Thanks for me. Yes. We got to do that by the end of the month, ideally, because I got to place the orders for all the flags and the, uh, the stakes. To yeah. plant them and also the dog tags. Yeah. So the, this form is available on city website yeah. under the veterans department. You can download this form. Uh, that's one way you can do it. Fill it out. Bring it in with a check to the veterans office. You can call the office and we can do it by phone. And then all you do is, do is drop the check off. Um, or you can come in the office. I have forms in the office and you can fill it out and, and do it that way. So. Okay. All right. And try to do that before the 31st. Um, and for those people that are, are, aren't able to get around, uh, I'm going to say this. You know, at the, uh, if, if you're interested in, uh, so we have more of these masks. I know this is taking my life in my hands. Uh, if you're, we're going back into the, the colder weather. If you need a reset of these masks, all you have to do is reach out to the mayor's office, and I will personally deliver them to you. Um, as you'll know, many of you, I drove around the city last year delivering the masks. I'm happy to do that again, and uh, I'll make a combined offer here that says, if you need a mask and you want masks, reach out to the mayor's office. If, while we're getting it, you you want to send a check-in for the flag of honor or your form, we're happy to pick those up at the same time, right, kind of contribute. Now, how many, as the fire department and the police department, are they aware of this? Oh, they're aware of it, and uh, they're, they're going to give us a, a big order for a lot of them, I think. Are they? Yeah. All right. So well, I haven't got, got that. That's not in my number yet. So I'm, I'm probably close to no. All right, good. Because we got to make that a spirited competition too. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta, yeah, little, absolutely. Little See who delivers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, 
So what services, Teresa's asking, what services are available to veterans in Massachusetts? That's like a long question, but... Um, it, this, 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 uh, yeah, that's a very long question. Come into my office, we'll have a long discussion on it. Essentially, we offer services for needy veterans who we offer you know, uh, assistance with housing, with fuel, with food, uh, that sort of thing. There's the standard benefits around uh, if you're a disabled veteran, we can, you can get rebates on uh, taxes yeah. uh, for your home. Um, and there's, you know, there's veterans' benefits uh, for ID tags. Yeah. So you can get a discount at Home Depot yeah. or Lowe's. Yeah. Uh, there's license plates. Um, there's a whole book of benefits that are available. Massachusetts is a very unique state in that we're the only state that offers state benefits for needy veterans. Yeah. So in addition to what the VA offers, we have a, a program here in Massachusetts called Chapter 115 where we provide assistance to veterans and dependents that, that are needy. Now, um Probably one of the highlights of my day today was the lady you brought up to my yeah, office. Doesn't she great? So one of the, it's one of the best parts of being the mayor, I'll be honest with you. So you brought that young lady up, um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to ruin the whole story. Go ahead, tell the story. So this lady came in and was doing work with you. I had a woman in my office. Uh, I, won't, I won't mention her name to, to embarrass her, but uh, she was a feisty woman, and we had a nice conversation, and uh, we just happened to be chatting. And we mentioned the mayor, and she goes, I don't even know who the mayor is. I said, well, it's Mayor Perry. I said, would you like to meet him? She goes, really? I said, yeah, we'll go upstairs and we'll meet the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> and she came, she's originally from Canada. Yeah. She lives in Methuen now. She was from Nova Scotia. Uh, her husband was also a dual surface vet. Uh, yeah. He served in the Canadian Navy. And then they, his, he had dual citizenship, so they moved to Boston, and then he joined the U.S. Air Force. Now, he was injured very badly and got uh, discharged medically, had 100% disability, tough life, um, <coughs> eventually passed away a number of years ago, and she's the widow. Um, and so she still gets the, she gets the dependent indemnity compensation, so she gets a check from the VA because her husband's death was service-connected. Uh, but she was a wonderful woman, and uh, we, we took her up to your office. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm sitting in my office working at my desk, and uh, Ryan comes in and says, Paul Jensen's here with somebody who wants to meet you. Um, and typically when, when that happens, it's somebody with a business opportunity <laughs> or something like that. They're going to come in. Or to someone up there to complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My trash was someone had something nice to say. Was legitimate. Yeah. Um, and what a delightful lady. Yeah. What a delightful lady. It was the highlight of my day. Right? It wasn't when I saw Ryan first thing this morning. It was <laughs> when I saw the lady. I thought it was the gym sub. <laughs> the gym sub, yeah. But I think, you know, um, I was struck by the the multi-service, the, you know, when she told the story about her yeah, husband yeah, being both the Canadian military and the American yeah. military. Yeah. That's quite something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. And she, she had the original telegram. She showed it to me uh, when her husband was injured down in Charleston, and she got a Western Union telegram telling her to immediately get on a military transport and get down there to be by his bedside. Really? Yep. But he survived and lived, and, and lived a you know fairly long life after that. That was less. But uh, you know, as you know from your experience in industry, the great thing about jobs is the people you meet. It is, and you meet the, the incredible people. The relationships and the people. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, absolutely. Now I'm going to ask you a question. You just so this resident, I'm going to say this, who hates it when I talk about myself in the third person. I'm not going to do it anyways. <laughs> so when you were hired. The mayor said to you, hey, I really need you to get out there and be more active in the community. And I want to tell you, I think you're doing a great job in that regard. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. that. Thank you. Um, but talk a little bit about some of the things you've done. Right? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know that we've spent enough time on this program talking about, like, the veterans cookout at Forest, Forest Lake, Lake or some of the things that you've started doing. So spend a couple minutes talking about that. Yeah, so we had a wonderful uh, cookout. Thank you to the fire department for cooking the hamburgers and providing beverages, and uh, it was a wonderful day. Uh, you and I had talked about it earlier. We were talking about doing a pancake breakfast or something yep. around uh, Memorial Day. Yep. Uh, but there was COVID, and there was no really way to do that, <laughs> and the senior center was closed, and it was yeah. indoors. So we said, why don't we do something outdoors? That way we can, and that was still when they had the COVID restrictions. So yep. but if we were outside, we were under those strict you know, yeah. restrictions. So yeah. that's how we came up with the idea. And, we, yeah. and Forest Lake is just such an amazing yeah. piece of property. And yeah. the more people see it, 
uh, and, and you know, get, become familiar with it, I think the better. It's a beautiful I, piece of paper. Yeah, beautiful. I didn't yeah. know it existed until I had grandchildren. I dropped my granddaughter there last year, and my wife was like, wow, I can't believe it. we've been here 12 years, and I didn't know this place existed. <laughs> and, and so we go there a lot, and yeah. so we took all the veterans there. We had a wonderful cookout, and that was a really nice event until someone on the lake uh, called the police and complained that we were too loud. That the, the old vets were are getting too rowdy. <laughs> so I'll take that headline yeah, yeah. all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Methuen life. Old vets get rowdy at Forest Lake. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, so we had a great time then. Uh, and then we had a, uh, a uh, sunset salute. We did. Up at the golf course. Yeah, thanks awesome. to the Caters. Yeah. Uh, and they have this wonderful veterans memorial that they built a number of years ago. Spent yeah. a lot of money on it. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a very rich tradition in their family of military service. A lot of World War II heroes are, were, were named Cater. Yeah. Um, and so we, we were talk, I was talking to Kevin, and we said, why don't we do a, because we've never really used it for veterans, and it's a veterans memorial. So we said, why don't we do a little event up there? Uh, he goes, yeah, we'll just have a couple, you know, some vets up there. It'll be nice. We'll have some drinks. We'll have some music. You know, it'll be a nice little event. Well, Facebook, paper, announcements. Everybody. I got a hundred people we had. It was it was like the Berlin airlift trying to get everybody up to yeah. that hill yeah. Uh, yeah. in golf golf yeah. carts. So we had twenty golf carts. It was a great night. Yeah, yeah. it was a beautiful night. Uh, so that was a that was a great event. Uh, now we have the field of honor. Uh, the next big one I'm working on now and I'm I'm hoping this will and I think this will come through, uh, is bringing the, the rolling Vietnam wall here to Methuen next That's year. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've done the application. There's a foundation out of uh, Washington DC um, and it, it's a, just a major, major project. It's a really community effort, kind of like what we did with the flags. Where yep. We have you know, got a lot of people involved, a lot of volunteers. Now you have to man it 24-7. So it has to be lit up 24 hours a day with people there, uh, guides and things. So it's, a, it's quite an event. Uh, I think it will be a really good uh, way for the community to come together like the flag replacement ceremony was. Yeah. Um, and really come together to do something good. The flag replacement ceremony was awesome. That was a good time. Awesome. Yeah, that was, it was fun. a good day. Yeah. yeah. So headed in the right direction. And, and you brought something up. You know, I, I, before we run out of time here, it's five fifty-four. I want to say uh, one of the things uh, I, I like to spotlight uh, people who make our community so unique. A lot of people spend a lot of time talking about what's wrong with Methuen. I, I like to focus on what's right with Methuen. Totally. Uh, because we've got to put some of this behind us yes. right, and move the city forward. And I say to you, um, the Cater family, Kevin, George, Jamie, um, uh, you know, they, they did the, uh, the, the sunset salute, salute. right? Uh, they hosted the uh, Dennis Bistany golf tournament on Monday. Uh, Ryan and I both took a day off. Uh, he golfed. I worked. Um, so thank you, Bill Bryant, for including me and the volunteers there. I, I loved it. It's the first time I ever have been the whole uh, width of the Merrimack Golf Course, to be honest with you. I've never, you know, I went to the Sunset Salute, but I've never seen the whole course. Uh, what fabulous people the caters are. What yeah. a treasure they are to this community. Yep. Um, what a fabulous golf course. And I don't even golf, yeah. right? Uh, I'm driving a cart around hectoring people to, um, you know, on uh, super raffles and, and things like that. Um, so you weren't the cart girl? I'm sorry? You weren't the cart girl? I, you know, I wanted to be. Is, <laughs> is that the person who drives the beer? In the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's the job I wanted. So, Kevin, any day that the, um, the you cart can't girl find doesn't show to, up. Yeah, find the cart person to go out on the. I'm happy to do that. The mayor drive around and greet the golfers and say, hey, you know, welcome to the city of Methuen. Um, I tell this funny story. Um, <clears throat> we did National Light Out a couple weeks ago, and um, that was fabulous. And as we were driving around, we went to Sadie Lane, and as we pulled into Sadie Lane, uh, we had the wrong number. So when we pulled in, we've got like three fire trucks, two police vehicles, and a, a motorcycle, and we're all stopped because it looks like we may have missed it because we went to, you know, Tenney Street. We went to four or five different locations. It was fabulous. We brought an ice cream truck. Uh, we gave out ice cream to the residents. Um, we get to Sadie Lane, and we're parked in front of this one house, and there doesn't seem to be much going on. We're like, oh, maybe we missed it, or maybe we got the wrong address, right? So we're sitting there, and this young lady comes up, and she said, what's going on? And... Uh, I was with the acting chief, Randy Hager, and he says, you know, National Night Out, we look at it. 
So long story short, um, he's trying to figure out we're at the wrong address. We don't. Have the, I turned to the other lady. I said, "Well, the mayor likes to come around and greet people." She said, "I just moved here a couple of days ago." I said, "Well, the mayor <laughs> likes to come out and greet everybody Perfect. when we moved to City Methuen." Uh, and the next thing you know, they said, "Oh, it's it's up the street a little further, right?" And we we went up the street, and there they were. So um, uh, the caters. You know, I point out, you know, I've had shows where I had the, um, you know, the Fitzgeralds from Mans on. Um, I haven't, I had Thwaites on once. I've had uh, my good friend Don Smariglio from Borelli's on. You know, I like to highlight, you know, the, there's parts of this community that truly give it character. Yep. Um, so to the caterers, you know, after watching, you know, all the hard work that went into the business, and, and by the way, to Bill Ryan and his whole team that put together, outstanding job. Do you I have actually, to go to the bathroom? No, oh. I don't. I actually just got a text from Bill oh. sending me the save the date for next year's business. So it's August 15th, 2022. Yeah. Also at Merrimack, same format, okay. same everything. So Excellent. just a for little. For a good cause, right? For, Absolutely. For a man who was a Methuen teacher who... who who died tragically, and, and they give out the best part at the end of the day, they give scholarships to, to uh, Stephanie Tardugno and uh, Karen Dowgett's son, I think, was one of them. Got the, and that was really cool. Yeah. Right? They get the scholarships right there as part of the tournament. So I received one back. In, huh? I received one back in the day. Oh, no, see, I got I, I want to ask for a recount on that, Bill Bryant, <laughs> so as soon as I hear that. So. No, I don't think I, Bill wasn't affiliated with it yet, yeah. I don't believe. So, um, so <laughs> I looked out at my phone and I made okay, we're at the one minute mark. What do you want to say? What you get off the stage? Say something about your flags for Well, get your orders in for flags. We want to get a, over a hundred at least. So come down to our office, sign up. Uh, yeah. if you can't afford the hundred dollars or you don't want to pay the hundred dollars, I have people that will sponsor you. Uh, so there's no excuse. If you want a flag, we will get you a flag. Right. Just come down to the office. Yeah. And if you can't get down to uh, Paul's office um, and you need masks, uh, not only will I, if you send your um, address and the number of masks you need to the mayor's office, uh, I will not only deliver the masks, but I will also um, uh, hand deliver your application for the flags of honor if you so choose. Right. Uh, so I'll be your courier. Um, so that's it for this week. Next week we have um, the superintendent of schools back. Uh, we have a school committee meeting Monday night. Uh, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show and close with what I started with. If you're going to come uh, and you have an opinion on it, I am thrilled to hear your opinion. Please be respectful, be courteous. Right? Uh, let's try to do the best thing for all of Methuen together. Uh, remember that these decisions are not made to punish anybody, whether it's one way or the other. Um, be respectful, be courteous, and remember that our children are watching us every step of the way. I'm going to try to do a better job, and I challenge you to do a better job. Um, so in the meantime, uh, Superintendent of Schools is here next week, and then two weeks from tonight, we have Ray DeFiori uh, representing the uh, Feast of San Alfio. And we have Fred Corey representing the Maharajan. We're going to talk about those important cultural aspects of our community, other things that kind of prepare us for fall. Anything else, Ryan, before we leave? I'm good. You're good? How'd you hit him Monday? Shot 14 under, played fantastic with a good group of guys, and came in sixth place. <laughs> a little upset about it. 14 under. You must have <laughs> been using magic marker there, yeah. <laughs> there might have been a couple of races on the pencils. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, stay healthy in the meantime, everybody. In the meantime, uh, God bless you all. Uh, we're back here next week. And if, if it's something that can't wait till next week, please call the mayor's office, 978-983-8505. You'll probably get Ryan. Uh, if you need to speak to me, ask him to uh, get a message to me, and I'll get back to you. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy your week and take care of each other. Bye-bye.